This episode is brought to you by Cabot Creamery, celebrating 100 years of being a dairy farm family-owned cooperative. Learn more at cabotcheese.coop. That's cabotcheese.coop. This week on a special bonus episode of Meat in 3, we find out why the bacon, egg, and cheese, that classic bodega sandwich, is popping up on menus of New York's trendiest restaurants. We did a few iterations of it, and I was trying to fancify it. We tried the sausage, egg, and cheese, and then we tried to put charmoula sauce on it. We used feta cheese, and we're just like taking ingredients of the Mediterranean, if you will, and try to infuse it. But uh, for me, it was like a car wreck. Tune in to hear about the wild journey of the bacon, egg, and cheese, from deli to fine dining, on Meat and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Feast Meets West, the show tracing the stories behind your favorite Asian foods. I'm your host, Linda Liu. We are broadcasting live from Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Every episode, we dig deep on an aspect of Asian cuisine or culture by having a conversation with the passionate people from the world of Asian food. Today, we are sinking into artisanal tofu with Paul Ng. Earlier this year, Paul rebooted Fong An, his family's tofu shop, located in Manhattan's Chinatown. The shop has been run by the Eng family for three generations, since 1933. Although Paul grew up in and around the tofu shop, he's done a great deal of many other things before coming back to the family business. Paul graduated with an architectural degree and worked for the federal government for a couple years. And then sensing a need for more creative work, Paul embarked on a series of other careers over the span of 25 years that led him to music, design, art direction, advertising, and photography. And it was photography that brought him to Russia where he lived in Moscow for a decade, and where he met his wife and started a family. After returning to the U.S. and seeing his family business close in 2017, he decided to revive the store using all the experience he collected from past careers. And once again, tofu has become the cornerstone of his life. All right, Paul, um, how did your family first got started in the tofu business back in 1933. Uh, hi, Linda, and thank you for having me on the show. Um, so, I don't know. My, my <laughs> grandfather was sort of a reluctant partner uh, in this tofu business. I guess he had some friends who opened up a tofu shop mm-hmm. or wanted to open up a tofu shop, and they kind of drafted him in. <laughs> Peer pressured into it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a lot of these stories are kind of like um, hearsay. Yeah, passed down from family members. Yeah, so they were like, you know, some, some, maybe some legends. (laughs) So uh, apparently the store is named after my grandfather, even though his 
name wasn't Fang An. It's, mm. It was one of those things that they said it was one of his names. Mm. So his partners was like, look, you know, you've got to do this business with us. We named it after you. <laughs> wow. So he was like, okay. So that's how he started the tofu business yeah. with the partners. Oh, amazing. And his Chinese name, Fang An. Um, what does that mean? It's, uh, it means grand peace. Okay, so yeah. it's a very auspicious yes. name to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually a, a quite, uh, I think, um, uh, often used name because, it, you know, anybody wants a business wants some kind of grand peace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very fair. <laughs> and um, did you work in the shop growing up then? Uh, I did. Uh, you know, sometimes after school, in my high school years, I used to work in, in the evenings, mm-hmm. to help close up the shop and, you know, do some extra things. Yeah. yeah. So I did, yeah, in the summers. And um, you have a number of other siblings that also worked Correct. in the shop. But they were much older than I were. Mm. Uh, the closest one is uh, David, which was 11 years older than me. And, oh, wow. You're, and you are the baby. I am the baby. <laughs> so everybody was... An adult before, uh-huh. uh, you know, I showed up, and uh, or more or less an adult. And most of them had either worked in the shop or was working in the shop and, you know, fully working as an adult, you know. So it's quite a different experience than I had. Yeah. You know. At the time, did you love it? Did you want to just follow in their footsteps? No. <laughs> no. I mean... You know, being in a, also a big family because I had four other older siblings and my parents in a, a full uh, uh, business that was, you know, consuming their lives, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I had the least say in anything, you know, as, but especially this story. So it was just like, well, we have to do this because it's our story. In the middle of the night, whatever it, it took, we had to do it. You mm-hmm. know? So I wasn't quite keen on the whole thing yeah and being the youngest it kind of sounds like you got to escape that a little bit or you had the choice where well i I mean i I escaped the major responsibilities Mm -hmm. but i didn't escape the chores of the shop yeah yeah um and now you've come back to it (laughs) (laughs) what yeah (laughs) please tell me about your um decision here um your decision to answer the call of tofu after <laughs> the original store closed and well it, it, it was it, it wasn't a decision i mean it wasn't so decisive you know it mm-hmm. wasn't one of those things where i woke up in the morning and decided this is what i want to do mm-hmm. it was a series of steps and over time that i kind of uh, Warmed up to it? Warmed up to it. Okay. I'm still warming up to it. (laughs) (laughs) As the owner and proprietor. (laughs) As the owner and the proprietor. (laughs) I still am kind of warming up to it. Uh Uh-huh. So it it was one of those things where uh, I think mostly what propelled me uh, into taking on the responsibility of reopening it was having children and starting Mm. a family. Mm -hmm. So it was the same sort of reluctancy that my grandfather sort of had same reluctancy my father had mm. i mean he was a, he, he came out of the army and he wanted to do something completely different yeah you know and uh you know my, my grandfather sort of convinced him otherwise and then he had a child and then he sort of reluctantly took on the role <laughs> of the store uh it seems like a family trait yeah. yeah well it's cool that you um got to experience a bunch of other careers yeah. in the process too 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or else I, I, I would have always probably thought what could have been, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, now you get to answer both sides of the coin, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Exactly. Um, so what are the changes you've made to this new iteration of Fang An? Well, I, I sort of went back to basics and stripped it down to the... I think the things that we did the best, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I literally went from item to item and thought, no, I don't want to do that either because uh, it wasn't something that I necessarily missed. I mean, when the store closed, I began to think about the things that I would miss. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so you already organically started that Yeah, process. so I was like, I'm going to make the things that I miss. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to make the things that I don't miss, <laughs> right. you know. So that it was quite simple that way. And also, I knew that there were. I mean, over time, also um, many friends, old clients, just people who knew about the store said, you know, you should strip down and do the simple stuff, the stuff that you did best, mm-hmm. without spreading yourself thin, and you know, and concentrate on those things. And they would name those things. Yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. So, what are those things? Uh, the tofu, right? I mean, that's yes. that's the that's hundred percent. That's that's, that's the base, right? That's mm-hmm. the base with the soy milk and the and and, and the, the, the the tofu pudding, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the rice cakes, uh, the the rice cakes, mm-hmm. uh, some of the herbal teas, and our uh, um, uh, grass jelly. Mm. You know, those were, it, I mean. It, doesn't seem like a whole lot of items, but they're 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 solid items that can be expanded on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about the tofu. What kind of tofu are you making, or how would you describe it? Well, currently we're making only two types right now. Um, we're just starting again, mm-hmm. you know. So we're making a firm and a soft tofu. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's your basic tofu, but the difference is it's fresh. You know. I mean, there. It used to be a long time ago that. The only type of tofu that you get was fresh tofu. Mm-hmm. Now you have all box tofu. Yeah, you know? that's. I guess unfortunately, that's what I'm familiar with. Yeah, because that's 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 what it is now. Yeah. Because you get everything. You know, it has a long shelf life. It does. You yeah. Know, and you could buy it anytime and store it for up to a month mm-hmm. without you know any worry, and then use it at will. You know, whereas fresh tofu, you should use it within a week. Within a week, okay, yeah. cool, good to know. Yeah, uh, and 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 the the huge difference between the two is, you know, f- fresh anything tastes better. Yeah, just tastes better by far. But there's a reason why, because box tofu, in order for it to have this long shelf life without preservatives, uh, has to go through a process where it's superheated in the package. Mm-hmm. That all the bacteria get zapped. About seven minutes of high temperature steaming will kill all the bacteria so that the box tofu can last for about 60 days. But that high temperature also kills any flavor. Yeah. Yeah. The, the longer you heat anything, mm-hmm. anything. Right, right. Flavor Or like all the healthy um, cells. In yeah, there. exactly. If you took like, like say, broccoli right. and boiled it for seven minutes. Uh-huh. You know, and like really. Like, hello, school cafeteria. Yeah, exactly. Mush. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, how did you decide on these recipes? Um, did you were you familiar like making the tofu when you were a child, or did you have to just recreate everything from scratch? Uh, I wasn't familiar with any. Of 
None of it. I mean, right. I, I mean, I, I did some of the work. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, and all of the old equipment was gone from like the old store too, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Everything was mm-hmm. gone. So I, I, I went about it, uh, just like everybody else would. Uh, I Googled it. <laughs> yeah, hello Google. <laughs> hello right. Google and YouTube. How to make tofu. Exactly. <laughs> really? But, but, I, 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 but, I, but I also went back to, so there was the part that my, people that used to work for us, my, my, my parents, my, my brothers, mm-hmm. all knew. They knew parts of it. You ah, know? They okay. knew parts of the recipe. They knew the recipe, but they didn't understand the science necessarily behind it. Mm-hmm. Someone taught them, you put this, 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 and this together, and you do this to it, and this is what comes yeah, out. Yeah, just a traditional yeah. way of following rules. Exactly. Uh, and, but the measurements were, there were no particular measurements. It was always like a, a cup yeah, of this, a spoon such of Such an Asian way. Yeah, you know, a dash of that, oh, just about uh, almost that amount, you know, uh-huh. like that kind of, mm-hmm. just like that, like that, you know, yeah. so... Just uh, sense it, feel it. It sense comes it, feel with it. experience. Exactly. And I would say, well, why did you do that? Why did you mm, add this yeah. part? Because you know, this is what your father said. I see. And yeah. I said, where did he get this from? There was this old man that used to say, <laughs> put this stuff in it, put this vinegar in it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so no one actually knew why. It just got passed down from one person to another person. So we've always done it. Oh my gosh. So, you know, but so I took it and I kind of backwards engineered it mm-hmm. to get to a point where I understand it. Now, I removed that vinegar from <laughs> way right. back when. Okay. I'm like, did no. you test it? Did you? I did. Okay. So you had your set of uh, scientific experiments. I, I, which which <laughs> took forever because the process so many variables there's so many variables it's just like okay, okay what happens if i took this out yeah oh this happens uh-huh oh you wow. know <laughs> and this and it's and it's still going on now actually mm-hmm. even down to how you how you uh, 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 mix the like say you know mix the particular batter i see yeah. <laughs> if you mix it kind of like you know, slow and lackadaisical, it won't rise. You know? Right. So if you're if, thinking about something else and not exactly. focusing, the, it, the tofu will if you've, feel... If you've got a pinched nerve, <laughs> carpal tunnel syndrome <laughs> oh, hand no. going on, <laughs> you yeah. get a little bit stiffer and it's a different product. And tofu responds yeah. accordingly. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, and are you writing things down this time? Are you um, mm. <laughs> following your... Uh, family's ways. And I've 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 <laughs> written. I have I haven't have a final. Right, because you're still perfecting. I'm it. still perfecting okay. it. So I, I've written it down, but yeah. it's still wrong. So if anybody would take a look at my notes, they would follow it. They would get not the right thing. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's, it's it's still it's still kind of developing. <laughs> I see. Um, this also just reminds me of Breaking Bad <laughs> when he's uh, Walter White is trying to find that a. Uh, perfect the perfect formula exactly. and once he has it then he'll bring on like a jesse or something yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and, then, exactly. and then you'll take over the world yes okay exactly. with your product <laughs> got it and um could you just walk us through how your tofu is made like what steps and how long it takes uh so Physical. It, i mean so there's the part where Let's begin right at the beginning. Yeah. You have the, the type of soybean, right? Mm-hmm. That is, gen- I mean, it's not just any soybean. It's a, a, a soybean with 
high protein that is uh, good for making tofu. Uh, yeah, I mean, we get it from a supplier, and and he mm-hmm. he supplies. Is it grown in the U.S. or? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. also. I mean, the U.S. is the largest grower of soybeans. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it supplies most of the world. I see. Uh, the number two would be Brazil. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, number two would be Brazil. Um, so even in China, a lot of the soy uh, comes from the U.S. Uh, so uh, so uh, so most of, most of our soy we get from the U.S. Right. Uh, we get locally uh, because you know the further it has to travel to you, the yeah. more money it will cost. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they have beans in the Midwest, but if we got beans in the Midwest versus beans from New Jersey, it would be a lot more expensive because mm-hmm. of the distance it travels. Mm-hmm. Um, our soybeans are non-GMO. They're not organic uh, right now because mm-hmm. it's kind of cost prohibitive uh, to a lot of people in the population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we take that soybean, we soak it. It's, it's dried. So we soak it overnight, at least six hours. Uh, until it soaks up water and expands and softens. Okay. So that usually is overnight. And then the next day we grind it and then we... Uh, uh, Are you hand grinding or is there a machine? No, it's a machine, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hand, hand grind yeah. it, it would take forever. Actually, my grandfather, in back in my grandfather's day, right, was, right. was hand ground. Okay, you know? yes. Of course, that was the only thing that they had, literally. So it was one of those kind of round things where you just kind of had to go round and round until you grounded it you know, mm-hmm. into pulp, basically. Right. Uh, so then you separate the, the uh, you, you, you cook the slurry, and mm-hmm. then you separate the, the soy milk from the pulp, right? And the pulp uh, in Japanese is called okara. Okay. Yeah, so then you're left with just the soy milk. Uh, then you, the soy milk is either, you can either just have it like that, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, soy milk, mm-hmm. you know that's what so- soy milk is. And yeah. then, if you want tofu, then you would coagulate it with. Uh, I mean, your typical coagulant from way back when was sea salt, oh. so it would curdle it, and mm-hmm. then it would become uh, uh, cur- curds, like much like cheese. And then you would put it in a cheesecloth, exactly like cheese, mm-hmm. and press out the water, mm-hmm. and it firms the, the the curd, the tofu, the tofu itself. Depending on how much water you press out, uh, it would be the firm tofu or soft tofu. Ah, yeah. I see. And that's it. That's basically uh, tofu. But uh, you know, like, and we also make tofu pudding, which we don't take out any water. Yeah, that's so silky. How? So it's basically the same thing as tofu. I see. But it never gets broken up and never gets put into a cheesecloth and then pressed out in the press so it's just it just remains in the barrel with all the water that we had put into it mm-hmm. and that's why it's so smooth and silky because it forms in the barrel exactly uh, as it was poured um and what part of this process is the most like physical for you um I guess it's handling the hot soy milk Once, mm. because you have to handle it hot to make tofu and you have to handle it hot to make uh, the tofu pudding. You have to handle it hot to make the soy milk. Uh, and that that part is the most physically demanding because it comes out and we handle it in like five-gallon buckets. Wow. Right, which is not, 
uh, terribly heavy, mm-hmm. but uh, well, you're getting your workout in. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you if you our production is kind of low right now because mm-hmm. we're not doing the uh, uh, enough wholesale yet. But if you had to do whole, mm. if we were doing wholesale, you multiply that bucket times. I don't know. Yeah. It can be up to 50, right. 50 of them. Okay. Right? So depending on how big your production is, it can be quite a few of those five-gallon buckets. Yeah. yeah. At that point, we'll need to clone you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is your favorite part um, cutting the tofu? <laughs> cutting the tofu? Uh, no. I mean, you know, I, I, in the store, my brother, I, I kind of... Uh, he had retired, and I kind ah. of pulled him back wow. in. Wow, and you pull him back in. <laughs> he was pulling yeah. back in to, to kind of help out in, in, in rebooting it. Uh-huh. Uh, the, other, the other part of that is that uh, his daughter is also, uh, uh, Tiana, is also part of the business too now. Oh, nice. You know, so it's actually fourth generation in there. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so he, he's helping out in the that department. I see. He uh, gets uh, to cut the tofu. Yeah, he gets to cut the tofu. <laughs> he gets to to do a lot a lot of that stuff too. You know, I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm also doing the I'm, I'm doing the rice cake. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh, that's your specialty. Yeah, that's right? my specialty. But you know, ultimately, all of this is interchangeable. Yeah, all yeah. hands on deck. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, Awesome. So we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back with more Feast Meets West. Okay. Cabot Creamery is proud to be celebrating 100 years making the world's finest dairy products. Cabot's award-winning cheddars and other dairy products stand apart because of their farmers' tireless dedication to quality and freshness, to healthy land and a sustainable future. A century after they started this journey, Cabot's farmer owners still know what matters most, family and community. The simple truth that we're stronger together than we are apart. That delicious products are the reward of a job well done. That when you love what you do this much, the best is always still to come. Join Heritage Radio Network on Monday, November 11th for a raucous feast to toast a decade of food radio. Our 10th anniversary Bacchanal is a rare gathering of your favorite chefs, mixologists, storytellers, thought leaders, and culinary masterminds. We'll salute the inductees of the newly minted HRN Hall of Fame, who embody our mission to further equity, sustainability, and deliciousness. Join us to explore the beautiful Palm House and Yellow Magnolia Cafe at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden, where you'll taste and imbibe to your heart's content, and bid on once-in-a-lifetime experiences and tasty gifts for any budget at our silent auction. Join the party. Tickets are available now at heritageradionetwork.org gala. Welcome back. You're listening to Feast Meets West. Um, so, Paul, what's your experience been so far as a small business owner in Chinatown now? Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of processing the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. When did the rest, uh, the store officially open? It opened uh, about two months ago. Yeah, so quite fresh. Yeah, it's quite fresh. I mean, it's it, there. You know, there there are times when I was like. Uh, when is this all gonna end? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what What do you mean, like the newness or the the the, the, 
the work. <laughs> <laughs> Just all of it. Do you feel like you are somewhat prepared having seen your family handle the business in the past? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, I mean, it, Chinatown's different now. Chinatown is really different now. And that's, that's where, where I'm trying to find where this shop is going to be, you know, it's, it's quite different. And I'm also, you know, uh, there was expectations from everybody of what <laughs> it's supposed to be, where it's supposed to go. You know, I have a different vision than what, uh, like say my parents did, right? Mm. Because obviously Chinatown has changed, Yeah. you know, so there are old customers and new customers. Uh, so there's, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, it feels good to do it. It does feel mm-hmm. good to do it. Uh, although sometimes it feels like school. You know, it feels <laughs> Why? like you're waking up every day early oh, just right, to go right. in and just like, when is this going to end? Is when summer vacation going to end? Oh, I see. And you realize there's no summer vacation. Uh, not this time. <laughs> not this year, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, longtime customers, mm-hmm. um, the older crowd. Um, what are their expectations, and how is it different from the younger generation well, in Chinatown? It's, well, it depends. It's not everybody, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, obviously, there are people who came in and thought, you know, pricing-wise at least, that uh, we were uh, asking too much. Mm-hmm. So how is it priced now compared to what it was before? It's double, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but that's it's but quite, since 1933. <laughs> yeah, since it, it, it's double. But yeah. it, but the fact of the matter is that when it was half the amount it was, mm-hmm. we weren't paying the bills. We weren't paying. The, you know, yeah. we we were. You know, my mom. Any kind of external shock, my mom had to like dig in her pockets. Oh my God. You know, that just was, sounds illogical. <laughs> you know, uh, property tax. You know, oh, property tax. Oh, we don't have the money. Someone's oh got to pull it out of their pockets, yeah. or or from some other source, which wasn't meant to be. So it, the business wasn't self-supporting. Mm-hmm. You know, and it really and it came down to the fact that the price was way too low. I mean, one of the items that we don't do anymore is rice noodles. Mm. So, rice noodles, uh, uh, fun, mm-hmm. right, is uh, the same wholesale price as it has been for the last 20 years, right? So, it's just like, wait, 20 years ago it was 75 cents, and today competition says it's 75 cents. Mm-hmm. How can that be? Labor, everything has risen so much. It's impossible, you know. So, so uh, doing that type of business, no matter how much some people wish we w- were to do it again, just it, it, we would we would be closed again. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah, um, and I guess when you you know speak to your older customers, and I mean they come to the understanding, right? Sure, like some of them time. do, some of them do, some of them don't. Mm, you know, some yeah. of them absolutely do because they realize, you know. It's not a matter of uh, price is necessary. Price is necessary. You know, inflation is is, is what it is. But uh, also, if you want quality, you know, mm-hmm. and the care and the product, then you come to us. If yeah. you're if you're strictly about price alone, mm-hmm. you know, you have options. For you that. have uh, there are other <laughs> options. Yeah. 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 
Um, and what would you say the younger generation is looking for? The younger generation is looking for basically the same thing as the older generation, but <laughs> in a much more... The, the difference is, like, the stuff that we make, it's not that other people don't make, right? Uh, we make it, I think, in my estimation, better than most people. But we also... It's also about service and also the quality. And honestly, being clean. Mm -hmm. You know, because... A lot, you know, some somebody will compare us and say, "Oh, well, we get tofu pudding from this other guy." Yeah, but he's selling it on the street. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's he's selling it on the street. You know, you, you know, and it's in an open stall. You know, it's yeah, not it's a quite different the, experience. It's a different yeah. experience, right? It's understandable. It's fine. That is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I think. Uh, there's a level of comfort also too and also knowing the quality of stuff i mean i specifically choose it no matter if it's expensive like or or not mm -hmm. as long as if, if it's right you know like there is this pickled radish that we use as a topping on one of the puddings and there are other cheaper options mm -hmm. you know and bulk options yeah but the one that i use tastes the best I would eat. Uh, this is the one that I would eat. So mm -hmm. why would I yeah, substitute I would, anything else? Right, to go out of the way to get that yeah. experience. Like, that's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, tell me about the toppings you have for the tofu so, pudding. So the, the, the toppings we have, uh, I mean, we have some savory. We have one savory option, and it mm -hmm. comes with all the specific toppings. of. Uh, we have a pickled radish. We have some fried shallots. Mm -hmm. We have uh, dried shrimp. We have chili. We have scallions, and we have sesame oil in it. And, and, uh, Would you say these are traditional-type toppings, or you kind of came up with your own concoctions? No, this, this, is, this is pretty traditional. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it, it, again, it's, it's not something that I... I, 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 I mean, I, I did delve deeply into it at some point, you mm -hmm. know, and I just f forget the, where it necessarily came from, mm -hmm. but uh, most of it's Taiwanese, you I know. I see. Yeah, so yeah. it's either Taiwanese or, or, or most, most, of it, most of it, it's that kind of, I, I saw it, it looked good, Mm. <laughs> I let's tried it. it. My, let's do it. I tried it myself. You know, yeah. I, I, I've tried other people's. I, I've went to places and I've tried theirs, and I just, you know, literally, I've went from place to place, everywhere in in, in New York, to look for uh, tofu pudding mm -hmm. and the way other people do it and taste it and see what I would do better or differently. You know, I'll be like, oh, the tofu, the tofu pudding isn't quite as good as i would mm -hmm. want it yeah your ideal version my ideal version of it so but that that's it it's, it's just like sushi right yeah. it's not the fish it's the rice that matters you know i mean the fish counts but the the the, 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 the if you have a bad uh rice underneath yeah, it that takes so, away completely takes away completely, exactly yeah so <laughs> it's the same here you know the the the, the tofu pudding has to be Good. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> really, it, does. it really does. Um, and what's like the most popular um, item that people are ordering? Is it the tofu pudding with a particular topping type, or yeah? Is it... Well, we have we have two because mm. I, I, when when we first opened, I had 
just toppings and mm. allowed people to choose exactly what they want. Yeah. And a lot of people would just kind of lose it. <laughs> yeah, like, lose ah, it exactly. They would just stand there and be like, oh, oh my god, let me take ten minutes. And exactly. Get back. And I'm to like, you. you know what? This is not going to work. And we're going to have to make some combos for them to to. Uh, yes, to, humans like restricted choice. Exactly. So I I, I made three sweet ones combinations <laughs> three different combinations okay. right and then one that's selling the most is the first one because i suspect it's the first one uh-huh. on the list yeah <laughs> uh, you know and i and, call, and what are and i called it can't go wrong okay so <laughs> you know it's the answer to what should i get well you should get number one because you can't go wrong yeah you know? <laughs> that's good that's it's, good marketing yeah <laughs> Red beans, uh, uh, grass jelly, mm. and uh, taro balls. Yeah, so that's that's actually the number one seller on the on the sweet side. And the savory, I only have one option uh, for now. Yeah. Uh, and it's all that above because it tastes so good all yes, together. Yes, I tried it. It's yeah. excellent. So I mean, a lot of people would say uh, uh, vegans would take out the shrimp part, but it's mm. equally as tasty. Yeah. Or as people who don't like spicy would take out the, the chili. You yeah. Know? But it, it still tastes. You know, yeah. Balance of things. Um, so I noticed that there's also like a couple other um, Chinatown shops with amazing like family generational brands like mm-hmm. Namwa, yeah. Pearl River, and now it's also uh, been passed on to say like the younger generation. Yes. Um, do you? like talk to those guys at all is there yeah, like no, a no, no no sure <laughs> uh, I, you know i talk to wilson at Nama yeah. all the time he's 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 been sort of like our number one supporter even since after we closed you know yeah. he was just always saying you should guys should be open you know and you should do it and you know and and you know and he's always thrown help my way like yeah are there I, like best practices that you guys can share just kind of being in similar positions or meaning like you know um working with an older brand that's been around for a long time and dealing with both um the longtime fans and then the evolving chinatown and younger generations um i i i think you always got to go forward no matter Mm -hmm. what i mean because that's what it is i mean fang an the way it is now wasn't the way it was in 1933 but it wasn't but in the in the early 2000s wasn't the way it was in 1933 in the 1990s 1980s 1970s wasn't the way it was in 1933 mm-hmm. it had evolved all that time you know so people forget that uh, it all evolves and it all kind of goes forward i mean you bring you some of the tradition obviously the foods come from a long heritage mm-hmm. but you still bring it forward in the way you produce it the way you sell it, uh, it but you know the f- quality remains right mm-hmm. so quality is, is is the best practice you have to have quality before you can even move it forward you, know? you can move it forward by by changing how you do things uh, but it ultimately comes down to you know does it taste good yeah yeah um, and do you guys feel um, very like sacred about the brand, or open to experimentation with it? I'm open to experimentation. Mm. Whether people would necessarily want that, I'm not sure. You know, I mean, I have some ideas, 
for experimentation. Uh, but it might not necessarily be the right environment. I mean, mm. it, I mean, Fang An as a brand in itself uh, will be somewhat traditional, and they will have some experimentation. You know, like like I do a rice cake, I do green tea matcha rice cake. Yes. <laughs> you know, because I realize that the the, the base matcha. Yeah. So you can do a lot of this. Uh, uh, you can change it up because mm. I f- I found it. it it's easy, you know, and taste. Not that it's easy, but I was just like, why no? Why didn't nobody think like, of why this? Like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Mm. You know, it tastes good, and and you know, I have children. I would make it and be like, here, taste it. Do you like it? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you know, and they'd be like, yeah. If they like it, I know. You know, if it'll my sell, wife yeah. likes it, if other people within my family like it, they're like, oh, it'll sell. Mm-hmm. You know, but it should, but it, it usually doesn't like. Sometimes I hear some older customers come in and they're like, uh, but I, I was like that when I went to, you know, like, well, that's kind of strange. That green rice cake, what is that? You yeah, know? you're like so, pushing it too far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it though, because yeah. when I went to Taiwan and I was mm. like, uh, uh, we went to one of these tofu pudding places and I was offered toppings, you mm. know. Um, at first I was like, no, I don't want no toppings, just give me the plain tofu pudding you know mm-hmm. and syrup on top of it and they were like you're in taiwan you know <laughs> yeah. this Do, is not how we eat it this is how anymore, we, you could have you could have try it just try yeah, it okay, what was that yeah. gonna, it's not gonna kill you, you <laughs> right. I'm like, right right <laughs> and the minute i put it in my mouth and ate it i was like revelation <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i'm like oh right <laughs> yeah you can do it like you this. can do it you like this <laughs> Ding, light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, give everything a shot, I guess. Yep. Yeah, so. um, do you feel like, well, you're running a specialty shop. Do you feel like um, specialty shops or um, like artisanal versions of different foods are, are making a comeback? Um, yeah, I, I would suppose so. I mean, it's, you know, it's strange. Um I guess people are seeking out like the best, you know, the best quality, the best version of this one thing. Yeah, I mean, the, more the, and more so. The, yeah, I, whether it's making a comeback or not, I'm not sure. Mm. Right? I know that uh, being a to- like say a to- like literally since we've opened, the, there were two other companies that had tofu shops near us. Okay. Right? There were small tofu makers in fact their beginnings were kind of sprouted from our business so my cousin had ventured out to do his own business and then he sold that business and that business sprouted into two other businesses and they were both tofu shops in chinatown Mm -hmm. and within the two months that we opened both of those tofu shops closed down not because we gave them any competition but because uh, they were, were doing an old type of business where the numbers were low and any external shock, like, say, equipment failure and they had to replace equipment or, or rent or any of that, they were done. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're the last remaining tofu shop in Manhattan mm-hmm. <laughs> that I know of. So, yeah. um, And I know that... You know, there is no substitute for fresh tofu. Just mm-hmm. like there isn't fresh, uh, no, no substitute for fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. 
Um, whether everybody knows that or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, sometimes it's like when you lose something, that's when you really yeah, no. feel that gap in your heart or your stomach. Yeah, and and I <laughs> literally I I I I go and compare all the box tofus. I I I think I bought all the box tofu in this, on this planet just to just to, just to really make sure that. Yeah, you're that, like no, yeah, we yeah. still do it better. <laughs> yeah, we still do it better. You know, we still yeah. definitely do it better. Yeah, so yeah. we definitely need to still be there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so, what have you applied thus far from your past careers to the business now? What were some of like the top things that? Well, uh, the redesign and the mm. renovation of the, the space was definitely from my architectural my architectural background. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had you know uh, laid out and pretty much designed it and cool. spec all the. The materials, yeah, you know, um, that degree came in real handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not licensed, so I couldn't do it myself. Mm. Uh, but, uh, and I, I, I definitely couldn't do it myself because I didn't work in the field that long to know everything about it. But the design part and understanding space, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really, really helped. Uh, uh, advertising, market, and uh, marketing, and design helped. You know, the uh, sign, I, I. I you know, I had some, uh, uh, I had some uh, uh, art school hipsters <laughs> paint my sign. Love it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they 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 were uh, painting my sign, and I remember my my neighbor from across the street, the the, the car mechanic. He came over, and stood next to me, looking at them, incredulous at, at them painting the sign, <laughs> and I'm like, why? I could do it faster than them. I could do it faster with a roller. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to myself, I'm like, yeah, sure you can. <laughs> but, you know, so it's kind of like that melding of, of worlds. Yeah. I mean, all the different worlds. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so the, the, art, the art and design came in on that. Uh, the music, the music, I actually started playing music again just to save my sanity. So that, that's kind of, that's good. Coming. Yeah. yeah, a healthy so, balance yeah. there. So, and the photography, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to take... That's going to come in yeah, handy. That's going to come in handy. <laughs> Real yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, for the tofu catalog. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is the Ng family excited to see the new reboot? Yeah, you know, sure. It's it's <laughs> it's uh. Well, your brother's there, so my brother's he's there. Totally involved. Yeah, he, he he's involved until and you know and and, and, and until he he retires again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until he remembers he's retired. Yeah. He's like, wait, he's like, wait, what wait did a minute. Paul I'm <laughs> going on a cruise. I'm not doing this. You're making tofu. You do. Yeah. <laughs> I've already done my time. Right. You know, um, my. Yeah, I, I guess everybody's excited, you know, but also everybody's kind of, you know, once you're in the business again, it's like you have a different sort of mind. You worry about everything. My mom, like, you know, she's retired. She's like nearly 90 years old. You know, she was at some wedding a couple of weeks ago and she got wind that we didn't have any more paper bags and she called me in the middle and she had ducked out to go to the bathroom <gasps> to call me and goes, did you get paper bags? And I'm like, don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, I got this. I got this. It's just paper bags. And even if we don't have paper bags, we'll find something else. Don't right. worry about Aww. it. it was wow. like, are, you, are you are you in the toilet? 
<laughs> calling us about paper bags at this wedding? It was like, yeah. Yeah, you just can't let go. It's, can't let go. It's and, so integral to your family. That's yeah. Amazing. So and she'll be like, she'll like lose sleep. I, I mean, she's yeah. not there. She she doesn't go there every day, and she doesn't go there hardly. You know, because there's really not a whole lot she can do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but but she does come and hang out. But still, she worries about every <laughs> little thing. You know. Oh, that's really sweet of her, though. Yeah. Um, so, where do you see yourself taking Fong on in the next few years? Well, currently, I'm trying to get everything uh, stabilized and mm-hmm. and and. and you know, develop some new products and trying to understand and trying to model it out so that I could actually maybe even open another shop. You know, uh, the thing about our shop is in a particular part of Chinatown that it's neither here or there. It's in the crossroads of uh, of of the new, the old, mm-hmm. uh, and the completely different. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, and it's not the best location, but it is our sort of our headquarters and where we used to manufacture tofu. Right. So, uh, I mean, if the idea would be, yeah, sure, to model everything out, get down the products, expand on the products, and then uh, possibly open another location. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Before we wrap up the show, I have a round of quick fire questions for you, okay. and these are meant to be just. Fun and fast, so just share what comes to mind first. Sure. Uh, for the tofu fa, the tofu pudding, mm-hmm. sweet or savory topping? Savory. <laughs> I will go same on that one yeah. too now. Um, where have you had the best tofu outside of your store? Best tofu outside my store. Well, we know that doesn't really exist, but... <laughs> Actually, I'm, I, I, I'm not... Sure, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, it's 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 when you're eating that kind of food someplace else, you're 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 you're, you're it's the overall dish, you mm. know. I, I I did literally go to some other person's store and bite a piece of just tofu, you know. That's the way you compare it by just eating with nothing. I see. Yeah. Um, okay, what's the last dish you made or ate with tofu? Uh, last night I made uh, a tofu with uh, minced chicken and peas mm. yeah. sounds fresh um, what's a favorite restaurant or shop that you frequent in Chinatown favorite shop that I frequent in Chinatown or a restaurant restaurant my favorite in town. Hmm. I guess having like grown up in Chinatown and now coming back to it Actually, I don't frequent a whole lot of places. I don't. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I hardly frequent Chinatown places. It's funny when when I lived away in China. From I lived away, I, I craved Chinatown food. You know, mm-hmm. I craved those places. When I now I'm living back in Chinatown, I try to. Always eat away from China. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so when you were living away from Chinatown, what were some Chinatown cravings? Tofu. <laughs> okay, I live in the Moscow. The <laughs> literally, when I was living in Moscow, okay. I craved tofu, and I found like like tofu, Russian tofu. Uh huh. And I, I, what's I, that like? Uh, it's 
it's kind of more sour and a little harder. Uh, it comes in like, um, but it, you know, it say it. it filled my craving you know I, I would always go to this one shop that would always have it you mm-hmm. know and sometimes they wouldn't have it and I'd be like oh, you know because <laughs> I lived in Moscow for 10 years so I really craved like a lot of good Chinese food yeah. you know and actually there were some good places yeah um, so how much tofu are you eating these days oh I at least eat it two or three times a, a, a week but that's not the only... I mean, I also drink soy milk. I, 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 I eat a lot of it also simply just to make sure that the quality is good. You know, I, I test everything. Even though as sometimes I'm sick of my own stuff <laughs> because I eat so much of it, yeah. I still test it because I really need to know if it's good. Of yeah. course. Yeah. That's a sign of a good shop owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, that wraps up our show for tonight. Thank you, Paul, for sharing your stories. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. And thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your support, and it would mean so much if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next week. That's October 30th with another awesome conversation from the world of Asian food. Feast Meets West is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to find out more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.